Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. We are recording this on Thursday at 4.26 p.m. It will show up in your feed on Friday morning. And uh, big news of the day was that weekly jobless claims, meaning people who were filing for unemployment for the first time, we had about five and a quarter million people file for claims week of April 11th. That means over four weeks from middle of March to the middle of April, 22 million Americans filed for unemployment. 22 million. That's one out of eight workers. It blew my mind. Oh, brother. Anyway, I don't even know how to think about it except to say it is so sudden. It is so dramatic. And we've got a lot of people who need some help. Stimulus checks are going out. I get it. Small Business Administration, the PPP program, that payroll protection program, ran out of money today. It's done. Within two weeks. It's unbelievable. I'm sure there'll be more money there, but we've got to get this process ironed out. There's been a bunch of money that's been approved, not that much money been distributed. And it's just, it's awful. If you know somebody who is suffering and might need some financial help, tell them to send us an email. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. Here we go. Let's get going with some of your questions. Laura writes, Good morning, Jill. I had a question about continuing regular contributions to my children's 529 plans during these times. I have a 14-year-old and a 12-year-old. We contribute monthly into these plans, $1,400 total. The 529 plans rebalance based on age, and we leaned moderate to conservative in the investment choices we were given. As our 14-year-old is now three and a half years from college, Even the aggressive fund was including fewer stocks. The fund for our 12-year-old, a bit more stock-based. When the stock market dropped because of COVID-19, we changed our future contributions to go 100% to the most conservative fund, but we're still contributing. We also are continuing to add money to our money market, which already has six months of expenses, so we can have money for college too if we need it. My question, are we doing the right thing by continuing to add to the 529 plans or stick the $1,400 a month in the money market as well? No, 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 okay? Stay with your plan. You didn't even have to go more conservative, truly. But now that you did, fine, that's okay. I would not change a thing because think about this. You do have three and a half years to get to college, but then you've got four years of college. So there's a lot of time where you're going to be putting money away. So I would just keep everything as is. It doesn't seem to me that you're going crazy here. Stick with the game plan, okay? Karen writes, she loves listening to the podcast and has the book and she subscribes to the newsletter. That's so nice. I really like your straightforward financial advice. I'm 62 years old. I've been in a Fidelity IRA target date fund 2025. I have about $700,000 saved with some employer match. An advisor from Fidelity is suggesting that I change to Fidelity Wealth Services, no fee for trading, 0.89% yearly fee collected quarterly. I have no experience managing my retirement fund. I'm not sure if this is the best thing to do. I would appreciate your thoughts. Well, Karen, look, You're 62 years old. I don't know what you need this advisor for. If this person is just advising you in terms of your assets, no, don't hire. That's like wasting 0.9% a year. But if you feel like you need someone to help you 
manage your retirement planning, that's a little bit different. I would suggest that you follow up with me and just let me know what else is going on. Are you planning to retire anytime soon? Will you be entitled to a pension? Or what are the other plans that you have? And then maybe we can direct you a little bit more in the direction where, you know, whether you need advice, do you need money management? Maybe you don't need this person. I'd love to actually save you 0.9% a year. Uh, here is a message from Andrew. By the way, love the subject line. You ready? Time to dump advisor? <laughs> Man, I'll tell you something. These times really do prove which advisors are worth their fees and which ones are not. So let's see what Andrew's up to. He says, can you let me know if I'm being too hard on my advisor? I have a managed account at a large brokerage firm. Let's just say they're setting my retirement ship on the right course. Okay. On the last day of 2019, my stock to bond allocation was off by about 4%. Had my advisor rebalanced, I probably would have saved a few thousand dollars. How far off from target allocation should trigger a rebalance? You know, you have to have a method set up ahead of time. So that's number one. So Andrew, if you had said to your advisor, anytime we're, you know, we move 3%, let's do it. Or maybe you say every quarter we do it. So on 1231, if that was your quarterly time to rebalance, then you should have rebalanced. But it should be established in advance, not on the fly. For that particular decision, I don't think it's fair to judge unless you actually had a game plan going in, okay? Okie doke. Here we go. This is from Georgiana, who says, thank you for the daily dose of financial sanity. I just learned that my employer is temporarily suspending paid time off accrual for all employees. They're doing this in an effort to make the company more secure in the face of looming economic uncertainty. Our industry has not been directly impacted by COVID-19, so I think this is a precautionary measure in case they lose clients in the future. How does this approach save the company money? Is there anything I can do aside from stashing cash as fast as possible to be prepared in case I need to take time off? I realize I am fortunate to have a job right now. At the same time, I'm a new employee and I don't have any PTO accrued, so losing this benefit makes me nervous. Thank you. I mean, I guess that they just, they carry this um, as, as a line item in terms of the way they're managing the expenses of employees. I wonder if they're also suspending their match to their 401k. I'd be interested if they were doing that as well. Yes, what I would do is absolutely put more money in cash. I do think that it sounds like they're being cautious. That's a good time for you to be cautious as well, especially because you're a new employee. And frankly, I've been in the position where, you know, the last in is the first out when things go bad. So let's just in case put a little extra money in cash. Okay. George writes, it's been great to discover you with all the excellent information that you provide. I really appreciate that in times where things are so difficult. I heard that now could be the right time to convert our IRAs to Roths or part of them. Can you explain the reasoning behind that? And if so, the best way to do it to avoid a high conversion tax. My wife and I were currently retired. We're in our 70s. Our rollover IRAs have a balance of about $650,000 until recently. 
<laughs> we were withdrawing the required minimum distribution and using it as part of our living expenses. In 2019, our taxable income was $31,500, adjusted gross income, fifty-eight-five. Thanks and stay safe. Okay, George, the reason why I love the idea of the converting to a Roth IRA is that the value of your portfolio has dropped ostensibly, if you have some stocks in that portfolio. So this could be a good time for you guys to convert a portion of those IRAs into Roth IRAs. The value's lower, right? Okay. So here's what you have to keep in mind. Your adjusted gross income was $58,500, right? You're married filing jointly. So what I would suggest is this. You could convert some of the money maybe if you just wanted to do a little bit, enough so that you reach the upper end of your tax bracket. That's the 12% tax bracket, married filing jointly. So up to $80,000. So you could do a little bit if you wanted to. If you wanted to do, and, and I should just one other thing, and I'm presuming that you have some money outside of this retirement account, which would be available to pay the tax that's due. That's really important. So those are the two issues. If you had a a slug of money that was sitting in cash outside of retirement and you wanted to convert more, you would be doing so at a higher tax bracket. So anything over $80,251, you would now be in the 22% tax bracket. So you could do that. It's still a pretty cheap tax bracket, but maybe you just want to do a little bit at a time and leave it at that. So those are the advantages. Uh, I think it's a great time to be looking at converting a traditional retirement account into a Roth for sure. Okay. Mark always labels it last one. So I like this. Okay, here we go. Tyler writes, good afternoon. We are very grateful to get feedback from you. What you said makes us more confident in what we have been doing. Because this is Tyler who's following up and we, we sent him an email back and sent him a clip of this. Okay. What you said makes us more confident in what we have been doing and had planned to do with our money. I'm sure you get this all the time, but I'm going to say it again. The work you do answering questions and talking finance is incredibly helpful and pertinent to the times. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sincerely, Tyler. Thank you, Tyler. I'll take it. And I will take any um, gratitude that you guys have. I and Mark both. We are both so grateful. We can be here for you every day until this period of time passes. Times are really rough. Uh, If you've got a question, we want to help you, send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com, and go to the website, jillonmoney.com. There you will see all the great stuff that we do. And of course, our resource section, we're keeping it up to date with uh, information where you can get mortgage relief and how you start to file unemployment benefits and some of the student loan information. Anything else there that we can help you with, uh, just let us know. We're always happy to add to that. And uh, just remember that coming into a weekend, so take a deep breath, get some rest, practice your social distancing, wash your hands, wear your masks outside, and be nice to each other, truly. If you get a chance, check out uh, CBS Sunday Morning on Sunday because I've got a segment that I'm doing about food banks. I've been talking about this because the need is deep. If you don't have a great financial pressing matter, please, please 
try to give some money to your local food bank. There, I'm just going to say it, okay? All right, guys, we will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you very much for listening.